Hey, Sam. Hey, Luke. What's, uh, what's wrong, buddy? I just watched the hit 2004 film Troy starring Brad Pitt and Eric Bana, but I don't know if it's accurate at all. Hey, we've all been there, friend. This has you pretty messed up, huh? Well, I have good news for you. Ah! Jesus! I'm a doctor. Of medicine? Even better, classics. And I have all the answers for your burning questions about myths, ancient Greco-Roman history, and the movies. Where can we get this incredible medicine? Over on the podcast, Greased Lightning. It's on all your favorite podcatchers. It will be the sweet ambrosia of the gods. New episodes every other Monday. Two words to me in three years of Bret Hart Flames Lick the Volleyball as Tom Hanks, Winslow, Luke, and Sam watch. Tension hangs in the air as the ball begins to melt. As the bloody handprint begins to burn away, Tom crumples to his knees, groaning in pain. Sir? Tom, are you alright? Tom lurches into the air, jolted upright by some unseen force, arms stretched out in a Christ-like pose. His head jerks back as his mouth flies open, wider than is seemingly possible. An otherworldly scream erupts from him as bright red light streams from his mouth and eyes. Red and orange light ripple beneath Tom's skin as though he's burning from the inside out. Jesus Christ, what have we done? The screaming reaches a fever pitch as the light becomes blinding. Tom looks as though he might explode. Then, as suddenly as it began, Tom drops to the ground in a heap. Are you okay, sir? Can I get you anything? I I think I'm okay. I think I feel better. Tom is helped to his feet, and all four look to where the volleyball had burned moments before. So now we just have to find Atar and end this once and for all. How do we... An explosion rocks the bunker and knocks everyone off their feet. Stepping through the hole in the cement wall, standing nine feet tall, gnarled horns atop his head, is Atar. His red skin glows slightly, and a grin creeps across his face as he strides towards our four heroes. Tom, you have to do this. You're the only one with the power. Remember, John Coffey gave you the power of God to defeat Atar. Tom, you're a Templar. This is your duty. Tom stands before Atar and looks back at his three companions. I I don't even have a weapon. What can I even do? A bright white light streams down through a newly created hole in the ceiling, and floating down in it is the modern descendant of Christ. She hands Tom a gleaming sword, emblazoned with the Templar seal, and gives him an encouraging nod. Atar leaps forward, snarling, his claws outstretched. Tom rolls out of the way but doesn't recover quickly enough. Atar slashes across his back and kicks Tom across the room. Tom lies prone, sword just out of reach, as Atar charges to him. Sam and Luke exchange a knowing glance. Rudy Giuliani is going to prison. The news just came through. He's being indicted for his many, many real crimes that he's committed over his far too long career. And he fucked his cousin. 
Atar whips around to Sam and Luke, flaps his terrible wings, and makes a fly. Hmm? And motherfucker, this Tim, this Tim Cook, this soggy son of a bitch, he's <laughs> he's got me thinking. Maybe I should keep this Apple TV Plus. Yeah, and it's pretty affordable too. I gotta tell you, man, I'm kind of a fan of Apple TV at this now, point. I do have one complaint. Mm-hmm. It does not work well on mobile. I was trying to watch Mythic Quest at work yesterday, mm. um, and uh, and you know what? It worked fine until it didn't, and then it just wouldn't play episodes until I refreshed the page, and then it got really annoying, and it was pissing me off, and I had to stop watching Mythic Quest. So, and then I thought, oh well, maybe there's an app. Nope, not on Android. Fuck you, Tim Cook. Fuck you, indeed. <laughs> So, you know what? Hey, Tim, if you want me to keep this, let me watch Mythic Quest at work. And uh, in, in case you were my boss who is listening to this podcast, I was not actually watching Mythic Quest at work. Yeah. Uh, I was doing business boy things. And in fact, I'd say that's the entire point of that story is that you were in no way watching Mythic Quest. Nope. Nope. Mm-hmm. I was analyzing the vertical integration synergy uh and <laughs> analyzing the uh sas codes for synergy nice hey standard business stuff uh i didn't know you got so much vertical integration in public health but then again i guess that kind of <laughs> makes some sense <laughs> you hey you wouldn't know what we get up to in public health let me tell you mm-hmm. um but yeah, so so you're enjoying Apple TV Plus too? <laughs> yeah. Pinksy Panksy brought to you this week by Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Apple TV Plus. Have you seen Ted Lasso yet? Yeah, hoodwinked the boys. And I got to say, it's pretty rare that I recommend anything on this podcast, but folks, watch Ted Lasso. Holy shit is Ted Lasso so good and so heartwarming. Boy. Yeah, it is it is a light of of sunshine uh precisely when I needed it. Mm-hmm. God, after the year that we've had, after the year we've all had, everybody, mm-hmm. just boot up Ted Lasso and watch all of it. It's like 10 episodes, I think. You can blast through it pretty quick, and you will feel so much better for it. You get to see Jason oh, Sudeikis yeah. with a mustache. Oh, oh man, it's so just excellent. Yep. And you know what? Mythic Quest, it's fine. <laughs> the first season's pretty good. I yeah, give it that. I'm, I'm watching it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's it's not amazing. I continue to watch it, mm-hmm. but it's fine. And Greyhound. I guess you could also watch Greyhound, which I guess we'll talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Luke. I really want to talk about your watch this week. Oh man! So I to preface this, I sent Sam a series of messages that I believe mm-hmm. were just sort of a descent into pure hatred of this project and the fact that I had to watch this movie. <laughs> Um, it started with something like, I don't want to watch this movie. And then maybe an hour later, it was like, I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really saying something that I would describe them as increasingly desperate. And they did start with, I don't want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. It was a Friday night. We had late dinner reservations. I finished work with plenty of time to watch an hour and a half flick. I just could not. Could not get into the headspace to want to watch this thing. So, Sam, I just didn't. I just said, fuck it, and didn't do it last night. Fair um, enough. And then it's like the universe decided that I needed some karmic blowback because I woke up this morning with a sore throat and some sinus problems. 
Mm. Which I'm still kind of hear it. Yeah, still kind of dealing with it. So I'm kind of you know what in the tradition of Griffin McElroy, I might be a little bit of a, a nasty boy today. Might Ooh, be a yeah. Mister Nasty. Get some nasty boy energy in here. Yeah, because I am a little bit sick. Um, And I watched it this morning with my coffee. Well, I don't think I've been this angry. I think angry is the right word. This angry at a film. Interesting. Just for the fact that it existed and that I had to watch it. And we've only got two of these left. And I'm just so tired of Tom Hanks and everything that he's bringing. Oh, okay. Yeah, man, I'm just so done. I'm so done, Sam. Now, if can I buoy your spirits a little bit? Yes, please. Yes, please. So you just said we have two of these left, and Luke, oh. we only got one. Oh, one fuck of yeah. these puppies is left. Oh yeah, fuck Stick yeah, it in me. <laughs> yeah. So I had. Is our penultimate watch? I think I had a less than ideal watch. So, Sam, how the fuck was yours? I was very excited about Greyhound. Uh, I'll I'll tell you right now. I've actually been looking forward to watching Greyhound pretty much since we've started this. Since I knew what Greyhound was, mm. I wanted to watch it actively. Yeah. So th- so this was me like really essentially edging. I've been edging, uh, toying with watching this movie for a year. Just, mm-hmm. just, just getting my myself so ready to watch it. So, all day yesterday, all I could think about was, I'm gonna watch Greyhound tonight. I'm gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna have some nachos, and I'm gonna watch Greyhound tonight with my wife. And it's, oh my god! So, just really like worked myself into a frenzy over mm-hmm. this flick. Yeah. Uh and got home. I uh, uh I, we had nachos. We watched the movie. And I will reserve every other comment for the review portion. So Luke, would you like to break down the plot <laughs> of Greyhound? Apple yeah. TV Plus's Greyhound. Yeah. Um screenplay by Tom Hanks, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you know what? I take it back. Every time we've ever criticized the man for not having stakes in his movies, well, apparently it just took some U-boats to up the ante. Because holy shit, there's definitely stakes in this flick. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There are some stakes. So Luke, (laughs) plot. (laughs) Plot. Do it. Wait, wait. Hold on. Luke. Mm Plot. Plot. Spart- spotted off the starboard bow, bearing <laughs> zero four zero, eight hundred uh, yards. Yeah. Uh, it, so can you break it down? Yeah, yeah. This one's really easy. I'm not even going to bother with the three act structure. Greyhound <laughs> is a boat. Is a is a some flavor of navy frigate. Okay. Uh, uh, already, Luke, you're very wrong. It is a Fletcher class destroyer. Okay. Get it right. If we're gonna do it, Luke, get it right. God damn it! There's not a frigate in this whole fucking movie. Okay. There are th- there are three destroyers and one corvette. Get it straight, Luke, or fuck off. Yeah, I think you'll I think you'll find it's pronounced pedant. Um, so there's a schooner in this movie uh, called the Greyhound. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sailboat, yeah. Yeah, sailboat. Uh, It's a big boat, y'all. It's World War II. Tom Hanks is the captain of this vessel. And the entire movie is them protecting a convoy of ships that are ferrying supplies from the United States to England during the war. And it's them hunting U-boats. That's the whole movie, is is them being pursued by a pack of U-boats and their various attempts to shoot them or depth charge them or find them. Uh, It's basically the hunt for Red October. I believe that's the correct movie reference. Um, Uh, I think the hunt for Red October is a submarine hunting another submarine in the Cold War. Okay. Well, I take it back. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's DOS boat in reverse. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's, that's the whole plot of this movie. And lo and behold, they do in fact take out most of the u of the u boats, I'm pretty sure. I don't. I thought it was all, but I'm really not certain. Yeah, it could be all of them. Either way, they neutralize the threat. They do lose, I think, seven ships. They said out of the convoy, yeah. which seems of, like out of thirty-seven. Okay, I was gonna say it seems like a lot, but maybe in comparison to the actual fleet size, uh, yeah, not so much. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much the movie. And then Tom Hanks takes a nap. This entire movie, put viewed another way, is a series of people trying to feed Tom Hanks, and then every time a meal is presented to him, a U-boat is spotted, so he doesn't get to mm-hmm. eat. This happens, yeah. I want to say, seven times in the movie. Yeah, it it happens a lot, and we are going to dig into it. Mm-hmm. But I have to know, Luke, what do you think of it? You know what? I actually kind of liked this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I've, I've got a first mm. for Hanksy Panksy. Okay. I I was disappointed. Whoa. That is a first. Man, 54 yeah. weeks and yeah. you're disappointed. And here, here we are. I was very disappointed in this movie. Really? Holy yeah. shit. Well, break that down for me. Fuck everything I have to say about this movie. Let's hear what you have to say. Actually, I am really curious as to what you liked about it because I got to tell you, uh it I there are not a lot of World War II naval movies out there. And I I find world like the sort of like naval aspect of World War II actually pretty interesting. I mm-hmm. I've fully embraced my old man sensibilities. Sure. I I'm very interested in World War II. I like all of Tom Hanks's other World War II products. Mm-hmm. Like uh Band of Brothers, fucking amazing. Pacific, pretty good. Uh Saving Private Ryan, real bummer. Um <laughs> forced but, us to do an ASMR episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so I was really excited about like a naval World War II movie. Mm-hmm. And man, it just oh, it just did not it didn't grab me I, mm. I i don't know what it was i was thankful that it was just an hour and a half because it i really felt like i was crossing the atlantic on this because mm. the whole time i was just like just get to fucking air cover i can't take it anymore and and i gotta tell you my wife checked out pretty much immediately because <laughs> she was actually That's amazing. looking forward she was looking forward to it as well, and then we got into it, and Kenna just, like, fucking bounced off of it so hard. Mm, I love uh, this. You mentioned it briefly, but a part of the plot, too, that I left out is that they have 
50 hours, I think, in between air cover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's the whole deal is that they're they're having to deal with these U-boats for up to 50 hours before they can get air support and, you know, hypothetically be safe again. Uh, so I love the idea that the minute they left air support, Kenna was gone. So the first five minutes of the Basically. movie, just dunce, Dunsky. Dunsky with the whole thing. Yeah, for her, and and also me, the movie is actually pretty fucking hard to follow unless you really know how anti-submarine warfare on a Fletcher-class World War II destroyer works mm. and you understand all the jargon. It is really hard to hang in with this movie because it does not explain much. You see, I'm wondering if this is another situation where me watching it with subtitles really helped matters because I feel like this was pretty easy to follow. Like, I didn't really struggle at all to grok what really? was happening. Yeah, but I also had subtitles on, so I was able to read everything that was, was said in mm. this film. I mean, I, I could see that helping, but there's just so much that it's like, I, I feel like is unique to like the functioning of a ship that sure. gets like pretty underexplained. Yeah, they definitely don't. Maybe I know more about this than I thought. And it was just fairly easy to follow like them laying out depth charges and yeah. sort of like, you know, knowing what an XO is and all of that stuff. Well, like I, I think... There's a lot of tension in sonar readings. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't really like grok, if you if you don't love listening to people learning things from sonar, mm-hmm. this movie is not going to be fun. This movie is not for you <laughs> if you're that because person. It is a dude staring at a line on a screen that sometimes goes bip that, mm-hmm. and the man yelling increasingly detailed and like desperate uh, sets of directions based on this line and the beeps coming from it. Yeah, I could see that. OK, to your point, I will say that I found it quite tense and quite engaging anytime. Oh, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you, it's tense. Mm -hmm. It is a tense movie. Yeah. Um, So I I did find it pretty engaging anytime like a U-boat was getting closer and we did have those sonar readings and the guy with the the Bose headphones, um, Uh you know, reading reading off stuff. I found it pretty engaging. But to your credit, if that doesn't hit for you, then this entire movie is is not a fun experience at all because that's that's the vast i mean they're hunting submarines so the vast majority of majority of it is looking at a line on a sonar machine and watching it go blip so yeah and and then i i think it's important to get this out of the way now Mm -hmm. the the german u-boat captain who keeps getting on their radio Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah what the fuck was that? Cause, cause, folks, here's here's how it works. They'll be, you know, reading out radio shit to each other, whatever, and then, uh, what comes over their loudspeaker is essentially the following: "Hello, this is the Grey Wolf, and I am the U-boat Greyhound. I am <laughs> I am hunting you, and I wish to see your body sink beneath the waves." Your broken ship sinking to the depths 
we will find you. You cannot get away from us. We are the wolf, and we will find you. <laughs> yeah. And Luke, it had me until the Aru. Yeah, until the wolf howl, for sure. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Because I feel like he really undermined himself. <laughs> yeah. He was really getting under their skin, and then he was like, Aru! Mm-hmm. And then he kept doing it. Yeah. I feel like what happened is the the U-boat captain did it the first time and then, like, got off the radio and he turned around and everyone on the ship was like, Ugh, no, no, man. <laughs> I was cool, he, right? Guys, I was, was, I was like, very cool. Well, I I think he also knew that it didn't work. Yeah. I think he, but he was like, well, shit, I've, I've done it. That's yeah. sort of my brand now. <laughs> I, I, I kind of hitched myself to this wagon. I gotta do it every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and your your rendition of it was pitch perfect too, because I assume they got an actual German to do the accent, but y'all, it's real pronounced, and mm-hmm. that is exactly what it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they keep cutting to different. I, I love the different radio channels. Like everybody, go to radio channel hotel. Everybody yeah. go to Radio Channel Zebra. Just yeah, shit like and that. Then, and then, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, <laughs> Guys, like, I was super cool when I did this, yeah? Oh, yeah, Hans. Yeah, yeah Very so cool. it was, you think that really got to them, huh? You you really think they're shaking in their boots now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, I got to tell you, Tom just looked annoyed. Like, yeah, which I think irritated. I think they were trying to prevent or uh, present this idea of him as the brave captain who's ignoring the uh, the stuff that's getting under everybody else's skin. He just you know turns it off, goes to a different channel. But in a different viewpoint, um, yeah, he kind of just looks irritated. Yeah, uh, and and let's talk about Tom. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the dye job they did for his hair? Hey, did find it really funny because the last time we saw him, starting with like the circle, even uh-huh. um, the man's had white or or salt and pepperish hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so to see him this way, I am going to tentatively say it looked pretty good. I think. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm I not. I'm was... not. I'm not sold on that. So if you've got a different opinion. <laughs> It was nasty, man. I didn't like it. Mm, okay. I, see, I'm partial to an old Tom, though. Yeah, you're you're on the far right of the gradient, the gradient from uh, yeah. bachelor party to to today. Uh, yeah. I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to it. Now, I didn't think it was gross because, to be honest with you, this vibe is the same as best as mm-hmm. I can figure for sure. Yeah, and and. If, if anyone's too bothered by that, just know, as a card-carrying Arkansan, all I really have is a, an indescribable... Just really quick. He's like, hey, we should get married. And she's like, nah, better wait until after the war. Which I can't decide. Is that the most dickish thing to say on the planet? Or is that a pretty sensible thing to do? Because it's one or the other. <laughs> I it's It seems like it's sort of like... Man, I would, but you might beef it, and I just don't want to go through it. 
that's what I'm saying. She's kind of like, I don't know, man. You're about to do a tour of duty, so maybe we just yeah. cool it, cool our jets for a little bit, see what well, happens. And then I think she specifically says, like, things are really crazy right now and pretty bad. Let's wait until they're better. And I turned to Kenna and said, boy, I got some bad news. They never get better. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe a few years afterwards when Tom Hanks gets the GI Bill and gets to go back to community college uh, yeah. or something. But, <laughs> yeah, it's not looking pretty good. I don't know. It just really struck me as... as quite a funny stance to have so again either the most assholeish behavior on the planet or pretty reasonable considering this yeah. man is about to get on a boat yeah pr- pretty much uh so but yeah at the very beginning there you you get a good look of his dye job and he does have one like white tuft of hair mm. in that sea of black but i just thought the dye job wasn't great i don't know i didn't love it um the other thing that actually like really got to me about this movie Luke mm-hmm. is they have this like kind of stinger uh, that sounds like kind of any time there's something to do with a U-boat and it sounds like a whale song being played on a violin and it's horrible mm, like played through the boat or like the music like has a the, stinger the music the music okay okay, okay. I totally missed that so, oh god, it was insufferable. Yeah. Kind of the U boat stinger. Yeah, but it's just like this like <laughs> like every thirty five seconds. Yeah, because the U boats are involved in this movie. So Yeah, a lot of U boats mm-hmm. uh in this movie about people hunting U boats. Uh yeah, and then Look, I got a question for you. Yeah, I'm ready. My body is ready. Why do these destroyers have guns on them if they can't fucking hit anything? I don't I don't know, man, but I was thinking the same exact fucking thing. <laughs> Even okay, so there's a scene in this movie where they are broadside with a U-boat. The U-boat is firing at them with their top cannons or their yeah, top guns. And it's- right next to them it's right next to them and then they are also shooting at the u-boat they can't hit shit the u-boat's not hitting anybody nobody's getting hit and they're literally (laughs) i think they say like 20 yards away it's it's insane how close they are it's pissing distance Mm -hmm. yeah you could throw a rock and hit a nazi that's (laughs) how close they are (laughs) and and i just can't figure out like Jesus Christ, like, why'd you put guns on this thing if they can't mm-hmm. fucking hit the thing they're supposed to shoot at? Yeah, I, th- I think there's exactly one scene in this movie where they actually managed to shoot a U-boat from a distance, and I was so fucking happy when it happened, because up to yeah. this point, they've essentially just been wasting steel. That's what they've been doing. Yeah, and same with depth charges, too. Man, mm-hmm. they blast a lot of fucking depth charges around and hit approximately nothing. Yeah, hit hit basically no U-boats uh, with these depth charges. In fact, it's a plot point that they've wasted so many depth charges that now they don't <laughs> even have any, so they can't really perform their duties. Yeah, um, I did I did love the plot point of, sir, we wasted so many depth charges not hitting anything, we can no longer waste depth charges not hitting anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have six. We have a shoebox <laughs> full of depth charges left, and yeah. that's it. Um, yeah, dude. Also, just a quick aside, I did write in my notes that I absolutely love the German radio parts 
uh, <laughs> fully ironically. I just came across that note and thought I should share that. But yeah, it's fucking amazing. Every I mean, time they're they're, mm-hmm. they're they're great until he howls. Yeah, I mean, even then they're just like you said. It undercuts his tone and it kind of <laughs> undercuts the tone of the movie too, because uh-huh. they're building up this tense t- scene and then just have "Hello, I will destroy you." And your body shall sing beneath the waves. <laughs> well, and then, like, towards the end, it's just, like, sort of expected. Like, it's just sort of like a throwaway, like, it's just fucking switch the radio over. Yeah, Hans is back. Uh, oh, no. Uh, get Switch it over before you howls, please. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I'll, I'll give you this, too, about this movie. Um, uh-huh. It is essentially the same scene, which is why the plot was so easy. It's the same scene... Over yes. and over. So, Constant. if you aren't into the concept of hunting U-boats as a perpetual scene, then you're not you're not gonna like this movie, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, and ostensibly, if you're not really invested in Tom's lunch, um, <laughs> you're also not gonna like it because a weirdly large focus of this movie. Is Tom not eating? Mm-hmm. Like, again, it happens upwards of seven times that someone prepares him a meal, takes it to him, and then something with the U-boats happens, and he has to yeah. not eat the meal. I chronicled uh, all the meals that, that I clocked. Okay, lay this uh, on me. Uh, corn beef san- corn beef and onion sandwich sliced thick. Uh, bacon and egg sandwich, still warm, and, a, and peaches. Uh, let's see. Pancake, eggs, and bacon. Uh, what looked to be a ham steak, two slices of toast, and, and eggs, side fruit. Uh, and, and see, it, it was real sandwich heavy at the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, and he just ate none of them. Mm-mm. Nor did he sleep. So this man for... No. 50 hours, plus plus or minus, well, plus, just plus, Yeah. Uh, neither sleeps nor eats, despite the ship's best efforts to feed him, despite this lovely cruise attempts yeah, to fucking tam food down his throat. They keep bringing him sandwiches. Mm-hmm. They keep bringing this boy some sandwiches, and he just won't eat his sandwiches. And, uh, uh, Luke, my, my recording studio is filling with like mist hmm and there's a there's a there's a weird odor it's like deli meats oh no I, <laughs> you thought you could get away without meeting me did you i don't even know who you are mysterious stranger i'm the sandwich sorcerer oh god are you like the breakfast wizard I'm his evil cousin. <laughs> what? What? Answer me these questions free. Okay. Question your first. What meat? <laughs> what meat? <laughs> yeah. What meat? <laughs> I was waiting for more on that. That's my fault. Uh, pastrami. Question your second. What cheese? Ooh, I'm going to go with uh, Gorgonzola. Question your third. What bread? Oh, rye bread, for sure. 100%. Luke Patrick, I 
the sandwich sorcerer. No, with 100% certainty, you will be dying in a fire. <laughs> Based on this uh, sort of uh, cootie catcher style, uh, style questioning, huh? You tell me your sandwich, and I will tell you how you will die. Mm. Yeah, what if I just picked Gorgonzola on a lark? Maybe, maybe I go with Swiss instead. Does that tell you, is it like my moon sign? Like if I tell you the alternate cheese? It changes everything. Mm. Are you switching to pastrami, Swiss cheese, on rye? Yeah, I think I think that's a more palatable sandwich just by a little bit. You will die when your car slams into an oil tanker full of sexual lubricant. <laughs> I always knew Astroglide would get me in the end. Um, yes, it, it will be horrible. Mm-hmm. You'll die a slow, slick death. Mm, man, you hate to hear that. That really kind of sucks. This is a strange superpower that you have, Sandwich it's, Sorcerer. Well, it's sort of the spell I've cast on all these sandwiches. Mm. See, I'm the Sandwich Sorcerer, and I've cast a special death on every sandwich that has ever been created or enjoyed. Mm, okay, man, that's that's some mythos right there. I'm an extremely powerful sorcerer, mm-hmm. and I will kill you with your sandwich of choice. But not necessarily, not, well, let me, let me explain. It's not the sandwich exactly that kills you. It's the death that I've associated with the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I'm following. It's like a totem. You've turned to each sandwich ever that, every sandwich that's ever existed into sort of a death totem, if you yes. will. Yes, ex- precisely. Mm. <laughs> well... Thanks, I guess, Sandwich Sorcerer. Do you have anything else to add, or... I would just say, be real careful next time you see an oil tanker full of sexual lubricant. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, I think I am, uh, but I'll be extra careful, for sure. It will be your last moment. Goodbye. Luke... That was the most chilling fucking guest we've ever had in this studio. Mm, worse than H.R. Giger? Far. Mm. Far worse. Luke, while he was telling you about that, he drew a picture of me dying. <laughs> was it due to an oil tanker full of sexual lubricant? No, no. I picked an entirely different sandwich mentally. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out I'm going to die uh, by... Uh, having all my organs replaced with uh, stuffing. Oh. Hmm. Now that's yeah. upsetting. Yeah, and he drew it. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you know who's stuffing me? Uh, H.R. Giger? And him. They're oh. doing it together. <laughs> Man, you really hate to hear that. And I love that he drew this while talking to me. This yeah. entire time. That's kind of impressive. I think he's a more powerful wizard than the breakfast wizard. Oh, yeah. I He's he's into some very dark magics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's why the breakfast wizard never mentioned him. Yeah. The, the sandwich sorcerer's <laughs> power is unparalleled. Yeah. And very sandwich-based. Very, very cold cuts yes. focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess the gluten-free... No, no, gluten, gluten-free gluten sandwiches exist. So, yeah. Yeah, they're, we're all fucked. No one's safe. Everybody's eating a sandwich at some point and has their favorite sandwich picked. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
Um, so I want to talk about Big Helmet Boy and his bad bad sneeze. Okay, yeah. Let's <laughs> so, let's talk about Big Big Helmet Boy. Is a guy in the background who's relaying communications to the captain, and he has a very very large helmet. Yeah, and. It's just a comically large helmet, folks, and I really enjoyed it. And he also, at one point, did a bad sneeze at a bad time, and he got in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Which I did find <laughs> really funny, because, I mean, sneezes happen. Granted, it wasn't a great time for a sneeze, but the guy says something to the effect of, are you going to do that again? And, bro, I don't fucking know. It was a sneeze. Yeah. Well, next time I'll choose not to. Mm-hmm. I'll just I'll just plug it up. I'll just put two corks up my nose and keep on going. Yeah, like, do, does he think that you schedule him? Well, I mean, at 2 o'clock I was planning on having another sneeze. <laughs> Ho- hopefully these U-boats are gone by then. Yeah, hopefully we're out of danger. Um, yeah, man, Big Helmet Boy was, was quite a character. Should we talk about the fact that, uh, you know, he's sort of played by Chet Hanks? I mean, I was happier thinking that he wasn't Chet Hanks. Mm. Yeah, well, we can we can revert to that blissful state of ignorance if you want. I here's my only theory. I think I think Tom asks Chet to be Big Helmet Boy in the movie so that they could get closer and maybe he could be a good influence on Chet because mm-hmm. Chet is his fuck up shithead son mm-hmm. uh, that he is almost certainly disappointed in. And I think it backfired. Yeah. I, I think okay. it made him worse. Mm, so you're thinking yeah. he got he got all this Greyhound money and attention for his real good sneeze, and it mm-hmm. went straight to his head. Exactly. He was like, well, look at me. I'm hot shit. I did a big bad sneeze on the big old <laughs> screen. <laughs> yeah. That's some, that's some Oscar bait right there. That level of performance. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Chet Hanks, uh, big uh, silver screen sneeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, s- speaking of Oscar bait, this is apparently a 2021 Oscar nominee. Yeah, which um, you sound pretty lukewarm on it. I'm definitely not the warmest on it, not to an Oscar degree. So no. I could just do people just chuck these things at Tom Hanks? just sort of de rigueur at this point like oh he made a new movie I it's think oscar so. time yeah 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 uh yeah whatever and uh for best actor i don't know, just put tom hanks in there for whatever he's done yeah he did a world war ii movie fuck yeah chuck it in there yeah whatever he really doesn't act much in this he just barks orders and doesn't eat it's yeah. not a great performance from tom yeah, it's a more. There's not a lot of character work to really work in. I'd argue that even Splash has more, more oh. character development <laughs> than this flick. Yeah, I mean, here's what we get from the movie. Mm-hmm. Tom is presented with a lot of different lunch options, and he takes none of them. Mm-hmm. He also also asks for his sheepskin jacket, his gloves, fur not knit, and slippers, and he prays a lot. Yeah. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all we know about him. And Luke, because of that conspiracy closet, Luke, oh, damn. I, I put a knit cap over your head and I have dragged you into a closet where I have actually fired a distress rocket between us. <laughs> In a closet? In the Holy closet. Holy shit, dude, that's it's, metal as hell. It's extremely unsafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now you are here with me 
in the conspiracy closet. Hot damn. Well, I'm excited to be here. So, uh, we do have a very religious Tom Hanks, and of course, this was right after uh, he was given all the powers by John Coffey uh, as an angel of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think that explains the sort of religiosity of this particular Tom, but Luke, also, I don't know if you clocked it at the beginning of this film, but this film was in part funded, produced, whatever, by Zheng Fu Pictures. That's right, <laughs> it's a Chinese production company, and as we all know... Tom Hanks is an agent of communist China trying to take over our industrial centers mm-hmm. uh, to spread the message of Chinese communism. Luke, you look so exasperated with me right now because I keep repeating <laughs> that Tom Hanks is a Chinese communist trying to take over the industrial centers of the United States of America to turn this country against its democratic roots and towards pure Chinese communism. Yeah, man. See, I'm not I'm not opposed to the truth. The truth of these statements. <laughs> I am a little concerned that it, it may be a little uh, offensive that uh, we're sort of latching on to any Chinese involvement as, as proof I, I, of a lot broader conspiracy. It's it's not great. Uh, it is strange, though, that um, that this is turning up now uh, mm-hmm. and also in these movies where we get a bluer collar Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, he's a working man for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we get these, you know, heavy industrial boats, mm-hmm. you know, connecting this man with heavy industry. It just seems like, and there's a lot of um, working together in this movie, sort of the strength of the community, community, communism. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> Luke, cut me some fucking slack. It's been 54 goddamn weeks, and I have to prove that every Tom Hanks is the other Tom Hanks is the yeah. other Tom Hanks is that character, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's a wild web here. I am I was so disappointed in this film. I'm, I'm just grasping at straws here. But I actually do have something a little more interesting. Okay. Luke, I believe ATAR has come for me. Oh, you personally? Yes, uh, so at work, there are a couple mockingbirds that mm-hmm. have set up shop outside the office, and they are attacking people. And Luke, I'm pretty sure these mockingbirds are agents of ATAR <laughs> who have tracked me to my place of work and plan on attacking me and removing my eyes so I can no longer uncover Tom's connections uh, both to God uh, and ATAR's uh, continued plots. This makes sense. This makes so much sense. Dude, you got to watch out for them birds. I know. We actually got a a company-wide email the other day on how to deal with these very, very angry birds. (laughs) The state bird of Arkansas uh, wreaking havoc on your your office building. Yeah. uh, If anyone's curious about the instructions that we got, it was essentially be mean to this bird. Uh, It's essentially yell at the bird, shake your arms at the bird, and hit it with an umbrella or a newspaper, but not hard, please. Please do not not actually hurt the bird, for it is illegal to do so. Yeah. Do be mean to it. Yeah, be be pretty brusque with it. You know, really, really tell it what's what, but not to the degree that we'd have to arrest you for harming this bird. Yeah, mostly disrespect the bird. Mm Mm-hmm. It, well, in your case, disrespect these agents of ATAR. 
Well, I honestly, I think I, I think I have to break federal law, and I think I have to kill the bird. <laughs> this is specifically why Atar chose these birds. <laughs> I know it's because you'd have to break the law to end his plot. Yeah. So either, either I can protect myself and continue to track Atar's plot, but I'll go to federal prison for killing bird. Mm-hmm. Or I, <laughs> I can have my eyes pecked out. Yeah. It's a real rock and a hard place. Uh, yeah. And Atar knows it. This is why you're in this situation. Yeah. So so really, I think that's the biggest bombshell is that Atar is finally coming for me. Yeah. Um, I, you know, may, maybe Tom's a communist. I don't fucking know. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. He, he, <laughs> he did obviously recently get his, his Christ powers or what have you because he's very religious in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And they keep showing all this Jesus stuff. Uh so I assume it he's newly embraced uh the religion uh of of the benefactor of his powers. Sure. But mostly folks, Atar's coming for me and I assume if you listen to this, he's coming for you too. Yeah, be on the um, lookout for any source of threat, specifically birds. Yeah. Uh and and I am I do apologize for all the weird Chinese stuff. I <laughs> <laughs> there haven't been a lot of like Mossad connections uh and and you know far you know I, I don't want to I don't want to cause any problems for pe- people of the Asian community they're fine there's they're good people <laughs> Chinese people are fine I don't think I don't I don't know anymore man I'm losing the plot yeah I just love the idea that we're out of the safe zone of Mossad connections you know <laughs> yeah. the good old days back when we could draw direct lines between Tom Hanks films and the Mossad yeah yeah or or when I just was saying that he was like a murderer those mm-hmm. those, those halcyon days when I just said that Tom Hanks killed people just as like a serial killer instead yeah. of a spy those, those days when we conclusively proved that Tom Hanks was Jack the Ripper Based mm-hmm. on a small comment made in uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe you could make the argument that maybe Tom Hanks thought that this was actually a New Age crusade and he was lead- leading a bunch of troops and ships over to, to Europe to conquer uh, lands in the names name of God. I don't know. Uh, that's not for me to say. Mm-hmm. Hey, man. We're just, ex- you know what? We're just drawing connections. We're just yeah. exploring options as we go. Exactly, and trying to not get our eyes pecked out by an agent of ATAR that mm-hmm. set up shop outside of my workplace. True that. Well, Luke, the the distress rocket has gone out of the closet, so I'm just gonna put the knit. Ha- I'm I'm just gonna open the door for you and let you walk out this time. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a sad conspiracy closet this yeah. week. A little dis- a little penultimate, a little bit of senioritis creeping into the conspiracy corner. Yeah, you know, it's gonna end with a whimper, not a bang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well Luke, do you have anything else to say about this flick no i'm ready to move on from greyhound if i'm honest um other than i did just double check and yes the screenplay was written by tom hanks presumably on a typewriter oh almost certainly Mm -hmm. uh and honestly probably a typewriter that had been like used in world war ii or some shit yeah i could see that all right, well, Luke, um, I have a boat full of goods that I just brought across <laughs> from the le- Hanks Bank. Hanks Bank. Let's go. Aroo!
All right, Luke, so uh, we're going to do something a little different in the back half, uh, as suggested to us by our fantastically supportive uh, fan, Tuck. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Tuck has suggested that we do some fucking trivia. Mm, some Tom Hanks trivia? Hell yes. yeah, dude. So I have pulled up uh, 311 Tom Hanks trivia questions and answers. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that have been crowdsourced. Uh, so they are almost certainly very shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but I'm, I'm going to see what you can do. All, All right. right. Let's go for it. Okay. Uh, in 2013, Tom Hanks played an officer aboard the Mersk, Alabama. What movie? Captain Phillips. Okay, yeah, that's an easy one. Um, okay, the movie Apollo 13. Um, uh, Tom Hanks played, you know, James Lovell, but he was not the first choice. Oh. Who was? Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. And what year was this again? What year was Apollo 13? Uh, I want to say the 90s. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, well, shit, dude. I don't know. I'm going to guess Kevin Bacon. Oh, I'm sorry. It was John Travolta. God damn it. That was my backup. <laughs> Fuck. Holy are you kidding shit. me? <laughs> I just figured that there's no way that they would have cast John Travolta in the lead on Apollo 13. But okay. God. Can you imagine Mm-mm. John fucking Travolta in that role? It'd be such a shit movie. It'd be so over the top. That's why I assumed that there's no way they offered this to John Travolta. It had to be someone maybe a little bit more serious, uh, a little right. bit more dramatic. Uh, God damn, dude. I got to go with my gut on these. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is a quote, and you're going to tell me the movie it's from. Okay. I've done some things in my life that I'm not proud of but this is the first time I've ever felt in real danger of hell. Ooh, this one's tough. Fuck. Okay, I'm just going to talk through it. Okay. So it could be Road to Perdition, mm-hmm. um, but it also specifically mentions hell, which makes me think it might be... It, surely it's not one of the Da Vinci Code movies because he doesn't do anything that terrible in the Da Vinci Code movies. Nothing that would be that bad. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, dude. I don't know. I'm going to go with Road to Perdition. Oh, you're actually very close. It's Green Mile. Fuck, are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. to be fair, there's so many lines in that movie, and it's uh-huh. so long <laughs> that Jesus... Okay, so was it Tom Hanks saying that, or was it somebody uh, else? Let's see. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, fair uh, play. Yeah, it's uh he says it uh when uh John Coffee is about to be executed. Mhm. Okay. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I just didn't remember that one. To be fair, I've tried to blot out most of the Green Mile uh and by that point in the movie I had fully checked out. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That seems fair. Uh, let's see. Okay, here's another quote. It's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, 
everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Oh, shit. I have no clue. Um... Oh, god damn, these quotes are hard. Yeah, the quotes are hard. Fuck me, dude. Um, I'm going to guess it's the Lady Killers. Ooh, I'm sorry, it's a league of their own. <laughs> god damn. I mean, to be fair, we have seen so many Tom Hanks movies <laughs> that picking out a specific quote from it's, any of it's them. like basically impossible. There's... there's I I'd have one quote that you're definitely gonna get. Okay, yeah, hit me. I'm I'm down for these questions, but man, okay. they are really trying. So I'm so here for another quote, though. Okay, but I get to be on top. Oh, that's big. Yeah. 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 Um, yep, okay. yep. 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 Let's see. Um, how many Oscars did Philadelphia win? Two. Correct. Fuck yeah, uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> For bonus points, can you tell me which two? No, I couldn't do that. I, I can take some wild swings. I'm going to guess for editing and for um, Tom Hanks' performance. Okay, so you're right on best actor. Uh, the other was best song. Interesting. Maybe yeah. the song that he sings when they do the big spinny around thing that made me very, very nauseous. No, it was that like Bruce Springsteen oh, song. Oh, right. The the yeah. commissioned piece from yeah, the boss like himself. S- Streets of Philadelphia, I think it's called. Yep, that's the one. Some good trivia from Sam on that one. Hey. Uh, <laughs> God, this is fun. I'm glad we finally get okay, to put all good. this knowledge to use. Um, okay. So uh let's see, let's see, let's see. Tom plays a symphony violinist and eccentric composer in this movie. Uh, the one red shoe? The man with the one red shoe? Yes, precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, Sally Field has worked with Tom Hanks a number of times, but she's mostly remembered for two performances. Which ones? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know, Sam. I'm trying. Okay, so she was in the the comedians movie. Mm-hmm. Um, God, what was the name of that one? Um, do, do you want me to give it to you? Yeah. Yes, please. The one with the comedians that had John Goodman in it. Yeah, punchline. Punchline. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna say punchline, and then fuck, she wasn't another one with him. I don't mm-hmm. remember the other one. So you're gonna have to give me that one. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Oh, god damn, you're totally right. Yeah, Jesus man. Christ. Oh. Let's see. Let's see. Let's All right, see. Fire up fire up one more for me. Hit me hit me with one good one. One okay. last one to go out on. Let me let me find a good one here. There are 13 pages of these. <laughs> Um, I love that you have 13 pages of Tom Hanks trivia here. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Actually, if you'll give me one, then I have a trivia question for you that I'd like to to spin up right here at the end. Now, I I like this one. Uh, I'm not actually going to ask you this one. But um, this one is just, what movie did DreamWorks not produce? And there's, there are no options. (laughs) 
<laughs> Man, you can fill in that blank with a whole lot of movies when you think about it. Oh, let's see. Or <laughs> here's another. <laughs> These are simply the man with one red shoe. Answer: Laurie Singer. <laughs> I love the question. The man with one red shoe. <laughs> Um, let's see. Ba, 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 ba. <sighs> Some of it, these are too easy is the problem. Yeah, if you can't if you can't find one, then I'll I'll just pop you with mine and we can uh we can call it a trivia day. But you know, hopefully you got one more in the bag there. Yeah, I'm trying to find something. Okay, okay. Uh this might be this might be sort of a gimme, but we'll try it. Okay. Tom Hanks starred with a legendary comedian in Nothing in Common. Who was it? Nothing in Common. Okay, okay. Let me walk this through. Let me try to recall the movie first. Nothing in Common is a movie I know we've seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do I remember it? At all. No is the answer. Am I allowed to Google the movie? No, that would defeat the purpose. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Shit, dude. Nothing in common. This is one of our early ones. Mm-hmm. Um, John Candy. I don't know. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Oh, it was that movie. Fuck. I am... And- yeah, that says a lot about that movie that I completely forgot about it for a second there. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's easy to forget. Uh, now, can I actually ask you mm-hmm. uh, one uh, sort of trivia about our about the conspiracy corner? Ooh, yeah, no, hit me with that. Okay. Which was the first Tom Hanks alternate identity or movie in which we discovered... That he was an agent for Israel's Mossad. Uh, shit. Would it be every time we say goodbye? Ooh, I am sorry. Uh, that is incorrect. Was it before that? Are you kidding? Oh, wait. Was it uh, Money Pit? Even before that. Holy shit, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> His Mossad connections run deep. Okay, okay, let me take one more crack at it. Okay. I'm trying to... Uh, okay, was it Volunteers? It was just before that. Holy shit, Volunteers was like episode four or something. Yeah. It was... You give up? Was it the man with one red shoe? Yeah. Oh, damn, dude. dude that is dude. so much earlier than I would have expected. <laughs> it was his third, fourth movie. Mm-hmm. Wait, nope, his third. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, do you remember the name of his alternate identity in that movie? No, not even a little bit. Richard Harlan Drew. Oh, okay, that rings some bells. Fuck, yeah. dude. We've seen so many Tom Hanks movies. <laughs> it's been a long fucking time, man. So yeah. I want to know what's the what's the trivia question for me? 
Okay, this one's this one might be a softball, but I'm okay. curious. So, okay. Sam, when was Tom Hanks born? What year? 1965. Ooh, you have the digits. They're just not in the correct order. 56. 1956. Yes. That's right, because he turned 65. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you that one because I think okay. you, you, you had the right digits. They just weren't in the right order, which is yeah. still pretty impressive to pull it out of the old butthole. So... In California, if mm-hmm. memory serves. Yes, He's sir. A California boy. Mm-hmm. Yep. True that. All right. Well, that was that was awesome. I'm glad we could kind of put some of our knowledge to use. Yeah. After well, 54 weeks. We've gained something. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Luke, I think it's time to to look to next week the finale. Shit, dude. Hanksy Panksy. Holy shit, I cannot believe you're even saying those words. I I can't either. It feels so fucking bizarre. So, Luke, next week, we'll be watching the final Tom Hanks film, News of the World. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know what that one's about? I kind of do. Um, But I can take a stab at maybe what I think the movie is, and then we can compare notes... uh, and we'll see you next week. But uh, so I know that it's a Western and I mm-hmm. believe they're carrying information of some kind. And there's a there's a small child involved. So I'm just going to assume that this is Road to Perdition Two, the prequel to Road Ooh. to Perdition set in the okay. Old West. So, yeah, Tom Hanks is an aging gunslinger who is uh, called in to, uh, you know, he, he does a hit, but his child or this child sees it. And uh, everybody else in the gang is like, we got to kill this kid. And he's like, nah. So then he just hauls ass across Utah uh, with this child okay. in tow. That's that's my guess. It's going to be basically a prequel. The same exact movie, but we're going to call it a prequel to Road to Perdition. Okay. Okay. See, I think it's a little different. Okay. I think it's a guy. Uh, it's still set, you know, in the Old West. Mm-hmm. But... I think Tom Hanks plays a Frenchman Ooh. who has who has traveled around Europe collecting various news stories, and I think he is taking those news stories across the Atlantic Ocean over to the United States, and he's spreading the news of the world mm-hmm. to America, but only to find out that by the time he gets it to the West, it's been like months if not a year and that news is completely outdated and i think he has a a real existential crisis yeah i am so looking forward to the end of that movie uh (laughs) yeah dude these stock prices are so outdated this is completely useless (laughs) oh no wait so you're telling me six months ago this the stock price was five dollars yeah what is it now (laughs) i don't know I have to go back to Europe to get that information. <laughs> Give me another six months, please. Yeah, I'd love it. I think I think yours is the better option. I, I'm looking forward to this movie. <laughs> and I honestly, I'm very excited to finally hear Tom's French accent. Mm-hmm. We've heard a lot of accents from him, but we've never heard his French one. Maybe it's the only one he can do well. Yeah, what if that's true? That would be wild. He has a just tone perfect french accent under the hood god that that would be the hidden treasure of Mm -hmm. hanksy panksy 
Well, folks, uh, until next week, uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on uh, Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. And you can email us at hanksypanksypod at gmail.com. Please send us an email. Uh, let us know what you think about Tom's various conspiracies. Could really use your help on that. Uh, maybe explain how I can avoid being killed by this bird uh, at work. <laughs> um, and folks, you really only have one more week to tell us whether or not uh, you saw Polar Express with Luke uh, yep. all those years ago. Um, I I would hate to end this podcast not knowing, mm-hmm. uh, not not knowing who saw this movie with Luke uh, all all those years ago. Um, also, uh, please uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out and uh, share us with a friend. It really helps us out too. Um, and I want to give a shout out to Ryan Boyd for our kick-ass intro music. Uh, if you want to find more of their work, you can find them on Twitter at Ryan Droid, D-R-O-Y-D. Luke, mm-hmm. for the next to last time, mm-hmm. do you have a final quote? I do. And it is, the gray wolf is so very, very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ (laughs) This fucking movie (laughs) Folks thanks for listening to Hanksy Pinksy We'll be back next week With our finale News of the world (laughs) (laughs) Movies but it was yeah. a different time. Yeah, it was a different time, <laughs> and I think we came in too hot with the criticism because we didn't know what was ahead of us. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we thought better days were ahead of us, and they just weren't. Yeah. <laughs> Old Mr. 7, 7.0 Tom Hanks over here. Yeah, and so may, I, there may not be any meat on these bones, but Luke, what's Tom's averagest movie? Hmm. Oh, easy. Easy answer. Hologram for the king. Oh, now th- see, I I disagree. Ooh, okay. You th- you think that's a below average Tom Hanks movie? I think it's too weird to be the averagest Ooh. Tom Hanks flick. Okay. All right. Well, hit me hit me back with with what you're thinking here. I I got to tell you. I th- I think it might be Apollo 13. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the perfect cross section of Tom Hanks' career. Just smack dab the middle. Smack yeah. down the middle. Yeah, I mean it's a good flick. It's mm-hmm. a good flick, but it's you know, having done fifty five weeks of it, it's vaguely unremarkable. Yeah, it's kinda just a good it's just a good Tom Hanks movie. Yep. Yeah. I think you yeah. may man, you're just you're on fire today with these these recommendations and thoughts for sure. Oh, well, well, thank you. Now, uh, I don't think Kenna told you her least favorite Tom Hanks movie. Oh no, what's Kenna's? Well, I asked her last night, and she originally said the Lady Killers, and then midway through she said no, no, mm. it's that thing you do. Oh God, that thing, ooh, that thing you do. Doom. <laughs>
Yeah, god damn it. Uh, it she was like, I hate that fucking movie so fucking much. <laughs> See, I don't even think it's it's a hateable movie. It's like a nondescript small town with nothing but a single gas station. Like it's just a I barren barren social wasteland for sure. I don't know, man. It was really fucking <laughs> annoying. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't good, and you know, especially as Tom Hanks' first foray as a uh, screenwriter and yeah, producing his good. own movie, it was definitely not good. That's for sure. It was no Larry Crown. No, no, God, Larry Crown. It's mm-hmm. so good. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I I mean, Luke, do do you have any other thoughts? Anything else you want to unpack? Honestly. No, I, I, well, I have one last question, I guess. Uh huh. And we can maybe end end the series on this one. Ooh, actually, I, I have one. Okay, yeah, hit me with that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll wrap us up with my, okay. my final thought here. And I hope I'm not stealing your final thought. Okay, yeah. Do you think you'll miss Tom? You're not stealing my thought. This is a great question. Thank God. Um,. Yeah, actually. I think there's a bit of Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, for, mm-hmm. you know, what? how long does it take to build up a habit? Like a month, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've spent 12 of those uh, plus some change, mm-hmm. uh, you know, plus a month um, doing Tom Hanks movies. I think it's going to feel very strange uh, next Friday when I don't have to boot up a Tom Hanks film. It's going to feel weirdly empty. In this mm-hmm. house without Tom's presence. Yeah. It also just feels strange to know that we've hit the end of the road. There are no more Tom Hanks movies to consume at this right. point. A- Alexander wept for there were no more Tom <laughs> Hanks movies to conquer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just done, which feels so strange. So, yeah, I do I do think I'm going to miss Tom. Now, Sam, it sounds like you're going to kind of have some wistful feelings about it too, huh? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna miss him. I'm gonna. Yeah. Mi- I, we've grown close. I we think. really have, and my algorithm has grown very close to Tom Hanks. Oh boy, at it this has. Point too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you and me both. But you know, we've had our ups and downs, but I think we came through stronger for it. Yeah. Uh, which is upsetting because it's a really one-sided relationship. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, Sam, I've got just one last question for you. Yeah. Did you have fun with this project? Yeah, I fucking did, man. I had so much goddamn fun. <laughs> yeah, dude. Of course. This was I've, fun as fuck. Yeah. I mean, I fucking ruined my algorithm. I ruined my enjoyment of movies. Mm-hmm. I ruined some just some movies in general. Uh, I now can't watch anything without trying to connect it to other movies and conspiracies. Uh, but god god damn i've had a good time yeah i've had a great time too so i think 55 weeks later it was well worth doing it was Um, yeah and uh you know speaking of movie movie length you know if you're looking for a really short movie that uh packs a lot of punch i do think there's one that we can recommend sam yeah, I think that would be Yes, God, Yes, starring uh, Natalia Dyer and Timothy Simmons. It's a great, great flick. It's pretty funny. It's pretty interesting. And it's it's like 75 minutes. Mm-hmm. I, you've almost been listening to this for 75 minutes. In fact, now you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
just that second. So yeah, for once, I'm actually going to recommend <laughs> Yes God Yes. <laughs> Taking a cut from uh, way back in the day. Yeah, go watch Yes oh. God Yes if you're looking for uh, you know 75 minutes of of a movie, qualified yeah. movie. Man, I finally got you to turn around on it. Mm-hmm. Here the here the finale finally did it. <sighs> well, I think. I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. There's I think nothing, that's it. There's nothing to predict for next week, because there's nothing left. There's nothing. There's nothing, man. Close the suitcase. Slap me silly. We're done. Yeah, that's this it. feels this feels pretty empty. But, but folks, thank you so so much for hanging with us for mm-hmm. fifty-five goddamn episodes. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Hanksy Panksy. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Hanksy Panksy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Hanksy Panksy. You can find us on Instagram at Hanksy Panksy Pod. And you can find us, or you can send us an email at HanksyPanksyPod at gmail.com. Uh, we are no longer taking submissions for for what conspiracies Tom Hanks is involved with because uh, we've wrapped it all up. Uh, I I mean, I, I Luke, I mean, do you still want to know who watched Polar Express with you? Oh, I do for sure. For the rest yeah. of time, if you if you saw Polar Express with me, which by the way, also a pretty bad film from Tom Hanks. Yeah, pretty fucking nasty. <laughs> if you saw this bad bad movie with me, I really want to know for sure. Yeah, so so keep keep sending us tips on whether or not you saw Polar Express with Luke, but folks, I this this is it. This is it, you So Thank you so much for listening to Hanksy Panksy. It has mm-hmm. been an absolute pleasure. Thank you to my wife for putting up with me and for being on the show. Thank you, Tuck, uh, for for your uh, genuine, uh, contagious enthusiasm. Thank you, Ryan Boyd, for the kick-ass intro music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find Ryan Boyd's work at on Twitter at Ryan Droid, D-R-O-Y-D. Luke, do you have a final, final quote for us? I do. I do have a final, final quote. I'm, I'm a little sad, but here it is. It is, Sehr gut, Onkel. <laughs> <laughs> Sehr gut indeed. Sehr gut, uncle. And that's it. We're done. Sam, let's get the fuck out of here. That's it. Thanks for listening to Hanksy Panksy. Bye. <laughs>